Aloha, this is your mean squirrel, here with a quick disclaimer. This podcast contains explicit content and parental discretion is advised. So no bitching if you fucking get offended by anything. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Oh, man. Again, that's another minute you're never going to get back in your life. I could actually bop to this all day long. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we are back again for another episode of the Squirrel Tangent. We unfortunately do not have the Braddy Squirrel with us because for the first time in well over a year now, I am recording on location. Um, How scary is this? We're almost two years old. Wow, already? The, The Squirrel Tangent is almost two years old. Damn, that was quick. Yeah. Every other week, with the exception of one, I think we skipped one time in two years. Wow. That's that's a lot. But with me, of course, we have the Suave Squirrel. Hola, ¿cómo están? <laughs> and, and recording in person. This And this is weird because we took out the cheap microphones for tonight because we're recording at a Denny's. Uh, right near our house, or right near my house. Um, so these microphones sound very different. Yeah. Well, you know, with you know, a, normally when when we're recording, you know, of course you're at your place, I'm at my place, and you know, we'll start recording, and we could say just about anything. But then I just realized I have to be careful exactly what I say and how loud I say it. Well, yeah, that's why, because we, we have the microphones in such a way that we can hold them right up next to our face. Yeah, but one of the things uh, I wanted to start off with was, you know, I keep seeing on social media, you know, all all platforms that, you know, women will comment, how is it that men can shoot a deer or, or game from, you know, 100 to four 500 yards away, but we can't, you know, aim at a at a toilet? And then you got And then I thought about it. Is like, well, there are different forms why we can't aim. Well, to start with, I probably couldn't shoot a deer ten feet away from my ass. <laughs> I, I I used to I used to mess around with like crossbows and, yeah. and and actual you know bow and arrow type stuff. Uh, yeah, okay. So what? I was part of the SCA. I'm into ancient weaponry. Don't get don't give me anything that that requires anything harder than like wood. I like wood. Uh, <laughs> but, okay, so to all the women who are listening to, to this podcast, I'm going to give you the reasons why we cannot aim. Number one. Split stream. <laughs> uh, when we're drunk. <clears throat> Two, after sex. Three, 
when we're running our asses to the bathroom and we're trying, you know. Oh yeah, no, no, we'll we'll like aim at whatever what wet puddle that we can find. You know, yes. we're, we're like I'm kind of close. Whatever, I just got to get it empty. When you're half, when you wake up half asleep in the middle of the night, and you're you just can't do anything. You know, it's like you're going to the bathroom with with like your eyes shut. Yes, you know. Bumping into the walls, the doorway, right. or whatever, right. you know, and you think we're going to be able to actually, and then if you turn on that light, oh, we're we're blind as a bat. Right? No, no, no. You know? Absolutely. And then it gets even worse if a guy's not circumcised. I fortunately don't have that issue. I do. See, we're ro- he's rocking the sea cucumber, and I can't, <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine doing that shit. You know, so so everything I just explained now, not being circumcised makes it even worse. You know, the, like the the big issue, especially for the after sex thing, is you always end up with like that little bit that that like splits the stream. Yes. So like you've got the main stream that's going like you're aiming at the toilet. Yeah, like in uh, the movie, uh, uh, me myself and Irene with Jim Carrey. You know. You know, he's like, why, why, everywhere. Why does it seem like I, I just had sex? You know, and it's right. flying all over the place. And, right, and that's actually true. It, it it absolutely is because like when you're when you got like the mainstream going into the toilet, <laughs> and then the other stream is like hitting the wall behind you. You know, it it's not even remotely close. Like it it does like some weird acrobatic shit with your piss. You know, it's like what the fuck. Yeah, it's like so for all the women who do listen. That's some of the reasons why. For all the women that listen, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're getting guys talking about dick problems right now. So, and we do not have a woman to control the situation here. Um, I think that's a that's a good reason to be able to talk about it. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, I might get some shit for this episode later. <laughs> Because I'm going to have to go home and edit this, and then I'm going to upload it, and Brandy's going to hear it in the morning and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Damn. You know, so, it, you know, it's, you know, so now you know, so don't give a shit about it, you know? You know, and, and you know, the easy solution for all of this, fit. Mm-hmm. Even then, oh, here's another reason. Oh yeah, morning wood with when yes. you're sitting when you're sitting in morning wood, dude. That's the worst thing in the planet, dude. Okay. Now I'm not exactly hung like a horse. I'm not never gonna claim it, but when I sit down in the morning, and because okay, out. because now now you have a couple of different possibilities for for morning wood. You've got the bend and pee, where where you're basically putting your forehead on the wall five inches above the toilet tank oh my God. And, and and pushing pushing the giggle stick down so that you can you can aim at the toilet and sometimes it's unfortunately the wood is so hard that it hurts to actually bend it right right no that's even that's not comfortable and then at that the, point you might as well just jump into the shower and right at that point Yep, jumping in the shower is probably the easiest solution. But uh, the other option would be to sit down, and then you have to like bend yourself in half in order to get it under the lip of the toilet. Yes. And then 
like in my case, it doesn't matter how far back I go in the toilet, the head of my dick is still touching the wall of the toilet. And I don't know about you, but that's a, that's disgusting. Yes, it is. That's disgusting. Like, I want to yeah. dip my dick in bleach after that. So, that's not usually the option that I take. Oh, my God. What a way to start this podcast. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Oh, my God. And, yeah, no, we're only eight minutes into this, so it's... It, we it, actually took almost seven minutes to talk about with this one subject. Took seven minutes of talking about why we can't hit the damn toilet water. <laughs> Plus, we're stubborn. So, yeah. it, you know, even when it, we don't have the morning wood issue, we, we're not going to sit down. We're, we're, we're stubborn, and we're guys, and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Oh my god! <laughs> you know, it's it's always funny. You know, when we're doing these podcasts, you know, it's like out of nowhere. Just I, I keep wondering how do we come up with all these different subjects every single time? You know, it's just all of a sudden a random thought, and boom. Okay, let's talk about this. Well, and it's because of the fact that we are just having a normal conversation. Yeah, and that is the whole reason why we wanted to get the podcast going in the first place. Yeah. Was because normal conversation was fun. Mm-hmm. So, here we are. <laughs> but, you know, it's one thing that when we have uh, the bratty squirrel here and she... Right. The, now, see, you know, the bad part is they called me the squirrel wrangler because I would try to keep bratty and whoever our guest is kind of constrained. Um... But she's really the one that has, like, the zero-filter mouth that tells us where to go shove it. Um, I know. She's got the mouth of a sailor. And then some. Uh, yeah. No. Ooh, that would be interesting, hearing uh, Bratty Squirrel and uh, Betty White. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. No, and, and that would be Bratty talking to, like, one of her idols. Like, imagine. That would be a dream come talking- true. Just, I mean, you, I've heard Betty White, and it's uh, amazing. That woman is a, a goddess. I mean, oh yeah, seventy plus years in the business and still going strong. Yeah, and she was way ahead of her time to begin with. Yeah, um, you know, to think that she's older than sliced bread. <laughs> sliced bread did not come out until twelve years after she was born. Why do you know that? Uh, because uh, she actually, uh, someone actually said it, um, I don't know if it was, uh, I saw it on YouTube or I looked it up, but, or I think I looked up sliced bread and then for some reason I decided to look up Betty White and it, Betty White is older than sliced bread. Um, um, Okay. <laughs> Betty White is older than sliced bread. Now we know this. You can't forget that. Something you, know, you can't unknow. How many presidents she's seen in her lifetime? Or met in her lifetime? Or met, yeah, because she's met quite a few of them. I mean, yeah. and because she's always been on the forefront, like, before uh, segregation ended. Oh, and, and, and Oh, this woman is amazing. I, I read up more about her, and I'm just flabbergasted by you know, she is a national treasure. 
She is. She is. And and hopefully she does outlive uh, Steven Tyler. Um, they're both about pickled the same. Um, I think when the world ends through our own stupidity, because we as human race is going to end this. Um, Betty White might still be around. Betty White and Steven Tyler are going to be hanging around going, what the fuck were those dumbasses thinking when they... <laughs> <sighs> you do. You have heard the joke um, when people ask Betty White, you know, what is the one person, you know, you wish, you know, to do, you know, mm-hmm. and her natural response is Robert Redford. <laughs> <laughs> she has put the way she talks. She has put sailors to shame. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. So, speaking of putting sailors to shame, let, let, let's. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> now, it always gets brought up again because you know, especially with Suave here, we we get, we're both bus drivers. I was driving the Deuce this Wednesday. That is the double decker bus on the strip of Las Vegas, and. On my first trip of the day. Oh, no. I pull up to the win stop. And, you know, we see some stuff on the strip. Oh, most definitely. This lady was dressed in a bodysuit that looked like it was made from the skin of a disco ball. Skin tight. She should not have been wearing skin tight any damn thing. Oh. She was wearing a shiny gold jacket. Right now, now she's got silver sequins, so it looked like she was like this giant walking disco ball <laughs> with a shiny gold jacket. Was she was she trying to blind people? I don't know, but she was yelling at people. Well, she was yelling at air, and people happened to be around. Um, and yeah, nobody could figure out quite what was wrong with her because she was just kind of like screaming and yelling at randomness. I, okay. That was the first half of trip one. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. How far do you think it is from Excalibur to the welcome sign? About what? Three quarters of a mile? From Excalibur to the welcome sign? Yeah. Yeah, three quarters or... Between half and three quarters? Yeah, something like that. Probably closer to a mile, actually. Because I had... Because uh, I... On Friday, I did overtime on the strip. Mm-hmm. And these three men and these three women, the women were literally in basically stiletto heels okay and they asked me do you think it's possible to walk from Excalibur to the welcome sign I go uh no not in those heels I go you're gonna be begging for mercy after you walk the that right. one mile right and and see now if you're not living in Vegas ladies if you visit Vegas, I don't care what you wear out of your hotel room. Get a pair of foldable flat flats to put in your purse. Yes. 
because some people try to even walk in sandals. Yeah. Yeah. No. Get a pair of one of those foldable flats. They'll, they'll slip on your feet when your when your feet die because they will. Um, put on the flats. I've had very, you know, there's quite a few pet tourists that will uh, walk, and I've heard them t- say it, walk from the Mandalay all the way to downtown Las Vegas to, to Fremont. Yes. Now, Mandalay to Fremont is about six miles. Yes. Um. You don't want to do that in heels. Yeah, especially since you have to go up escalators or uh, stairs and then come back down them, go over a bridge, you know, several bridges, you know. Walking through construction and yes. you lower the construction. So, yeah, be careful. Always carry flats with you. And In fact, don't walk out of the house with, with heels on. If you're going to a club, fine, but if you're going to actually walk around for the day, wear, wear your best sneakers yeah with insoles <laughs> and maybe an extra pair of socks oh yeah <laughs> and then by the next day you're gonna want to go to some foot reflexology place you know get a good massage because your feet are gonna be hurting oh yeah um so the second half of my first trip <laughs> I get just past Circus Circus. Now, right now, because of construction, the Circus Circus stop is closed. That wasn't the problem. You go from uh, Convention Center mm-hmm. all the way down to Sahara. Oh. No stops in between. Yes. Ow. That's probably about a mile and a half. Um, but right after you pass Circus Circus, there's this guy standing on the construction wall who turned around, flipped me the bird, and was yelling loud enough to be heard by, by my passengers, called me a fucking N-word. Yeah, I actually had that. I had someone call me the N-word uh, a few years ago. Well, and what's well, that? And, and you're I told, at least brown-skinned. Yeah, here's the thing, is that, of course, you know, you know, the people we work with, I'm actually darker than some of them. Right. You know, and and I tell you know I told the coworkers this, and they're look, looking at me like, "Damn, that's sad that they're comparing you to us." Well, and and no, they they obviously you can't see me because this is an audio format, but I'm a white boy. I am a very white boy. <laughs> um, yeah, and calling me that, it just. Yeah. And and and, the, and again, this is not the first time it's happened on the strip with me. Yeah. There was a black lady on the bus right behind me that I was having a conversation with one uh, the whole time. She's like, "Did he just call you? What? <laughs> but, but what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that was the second half of the first trip. First trip." The second trip. Um, I started the second trip. (laughs) This is how my day went. This is one day. This is not like in a week. This is Mm -hmm. not. This is one day of what? Is it a full moon? Like it is. Is it Mercury retrograde or something? You must know something, okay? As a bus, you know, for those who are listening. Every day is a whole different day. 
you we might might get a semi-normal day. Yeah. Within twenty-four hours, all hell breaks loose. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then by the third day, uh, you wonder what the hell people are smoking or drinking or whatnot. So, I pull away from the main bus station, Bonneville. About to turn onto Charleston, or turn off of Charleston onto Las Vegas Boulevard. I'm sitting at the corner of Las Vegas Boulevard. There is a lady who is probably around 220, 230 at like five foot nothing. Oh, God. Not, not a small girl. Not a small girl. Um, and she was holding on to her wheelchair as she was crossing the street in nothing but a t-shirt and her panties. Oh, jeez. Standing in the middle of the street dancing. <laughs> when we had to do the Sahara Express A that went all the way to Hollywood and Lake Mead, I had to grab a relief car and I was going down Lake Mead, going eastbound. Right. I crossed Las Vegas Boulevard north. Sorry about that. All of a sudden, I look over to the bus stop. I see a guy, his back to a woman. The woman had nothing but a bra on. Wiping herself down with possibly baby wipes. Well, I'm not done with the big lady with the panties. <gasps> oh, jeez. She got to the other side of the street. Pulled the panties down and squatted right there in the corner. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Right there on the corner, right in front of everybody. Didn't even bother, not even hiding behind a tree. Not even, like, pretending modesty. Just like, yeah, here it is. <laughs> I've had a call in on a few where women were hiked up their dresses, sat on the uh, bench seats at the bus stop, and they just let go. And then yeah. get up and walk away. Um, and then people wonder why, you know, the streets are so disgusting, or the sidewalks are so disgusting. You know? Yeah, no. And no. this is what I tell passengers is that, you know, especially when we see them putting their feet up on the seats, and they're like, you know, what's the problem? And I tell them, you know what? You don't know what you've stepped in. You know, we see uh, pee at a bus stop, poop, you know, not only human, but, you know, animals, right. blood, spit, you know, whatever. Who knows what people have, you know? I had a guy on my bus just yesterday who um, was spitting on the floor of my bus. Oh, yeah. I've had somebody whip it out and take a leak by the, by the door. Yeah. Just this week, uh, I found a box of condoms. One of them was taken out. And the, and the other, uh, other other condoms were left on the bus. Dude, those were like seven bucks for a freaking three-pack. Who the fuck wastes condoms like that? I don't know, but they were still uh, wrapped, so I took the ones that were available. Right? Uh, the condoms ain't cheap. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, well, I... Well, they, they, they are cheap, you know, can... 
if you consider what, well, what could happen if you don't have right. one. Right. The alternative is, you know, $10,000 pregnancy plus, you know, uh, an extra... You know, 300000 Maybe yeah. on the low end. Yeah, for the for the entirety of the eighteen years, yeah. it just and then then maybe even uh, college education and it just oh. yeah. So it's yeah, in, in 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 retrospect, yeah, they are cheap. Uh, yeah, yeah. But damn, who the fuck wastes condoms like that? And what's nasty is actually finding a used one on the finding bus. Finding a used one on the bus now. I haven't had the fortune of having that, or the misfortune of having that. I ha- in the nine years I've been in Vegas, I have seen at least three, at least. Damn. I mean, I, I, I still, I'm at the point where I don't get surprised by Roadhead anymore. Yeah. Um, I've seen handies happening in the cars next to me. I've seen every part of the female body mm-hmm. flash at me. I've seen every part of the male body flash at me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's Vegas. It's yeah, it's city. Vegas. Although I have to say, one of my the highlights of my day is always being able to talk to animals. Because hmm. you ever pull up to a stoplight and somebody's got their dog sitting in the passenger seat, yes. and then you it, you you do it. You, yes, you open the window, you talk to that dog mm-hmm. all yeah. the time, all the time, and. And Some of them are good, but then you get the ones that are, they just look at you like, I'm going to rip your head off. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, recently, recently, I had one where I got to talk to a bird. Um, what? No, no. A uh, lady was sitting in the car Car next to me had a macaw. Oh, Nice. So, yeah, the macaw was sitting there, right, and they had the window open. She was holding on the macaw on her arm, and, and, I, and I was talking to the bird. It's like, hello. And I was like, well, hi. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, or when you have a car pull up next to you and you get, like, kids in the back seat. Yes. And then you can be like. Yeah, the, they, they're all excited, and they start waving, of course, you know. And I don't care who you are. You are a complete dick. If you if a kid pull, does the 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 motion to oh, tell you to honk the horn, yes. you honk that damn horn. You know what? I actually read that where the truck drivers are very happy to see that if a child does that mm-hmm. to a truck driver and they actually honk their horn, the truck drivers are super happy because well, yeah. nowadays. They don't see it anymore. Not like our generation right, where right. we could do it. You know, every truck that passes by, hello, you know. Right. And and it's one of those things where because when you do that, you know you're making that kid's day. So that makes your day. Yes. I mean, it's just a great feeling. Um, oh. I had probably the cutest experience that I've had in a long time. Uh, one of our coworkers. Got on with her, I think he's like a three-year-old son. Mm-hmm. Like, really, really, really young. Yeah. Barely speaking young. Um, and so I'm driving the 401, so I had an empty bus yeah. that trip. And the kid was all excited to be on the bus like oh my god I'm on yeah. the bus I'm on the bus running back and forth checking out all the seats looking around at everything so I'm like you know what I opened my little driver's compartment <laughs> go on up buddy 
And he sat in the seat and had his hands on the wheel. He was like bouncing up and down. He's like, oh my God. I, yeah, I, I, did that I, one, I drove the bus. I did that one time. You know, the, the child was so excited, you know, I, I, for being in a huge bus. And I had like four minutes, you know, I was early. Right. No, I had like 10 minutes. It was yeah. my layover. I'm and like, so, I'm you know, I got people in and the kid was all excited. I go, hold on, hold on. And I put him in the seat and the parents took pictures they were the parents were more excited. They're like, "Oh my God, yes, you know, right?" You know, so and then the kids, uh, the child smile. He was like, "Oh yes." That that that. Okay, so you know, when whenever you guys see a bus driver and you think, "Oh, you know what? They're assholes. They're dicks. or whatever." No, 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 no. We're just assholes and dicks to you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to children, if they're very respectable, you know, right? You know, and. I see it all the time where I get a chance to, to make somebody's day, to make somebody smile. Yes. And that that makes it worth worth it for me. You know. Yeah. Now, okay, so we're, I'm going to go into a different subject. Uh, about five, six years ago, I got summoned for ju- uh, jury duty or to try and become one of the jurors. I made it through the first process, got into the courtroom, and you know, of course, the prosecutor and the defense were asking questions. Now, the whole thing was a woman ran over a child and killed the child. Now they were trying to figure out if the woman should pay. Here's the thing, though. It was uh, in a school zone. However, now, the woman was possibly going 5 to 10 miles over the speed limit. Here's the the kicker, though. The child jaywalked. Mm. So that's where the dilemma came in. And when they were asking the, the, the judge, the prosecutor, and the defense attorney... They're like, okay, you know, what would you do? Well, there was a truck driver who was part of the selection. And he's like, well, you know, we see things, you know, as a truck driver, we see this. I got up. Now, what's funny is everyone needed a microphone right, to, to speak up, you know, to, to be heard. Right. I stood up, didn't need the microphone. Huh. <laughs> Now, it's going to sound funny. Now, I am Mexican, born in, in San Diego, and for my senior year in high school, I was a cheerleader, including my f- freshman year in college. Now, I know how to really make my voice very deep and right. heard. Right. So, I'm in the courtroom, and as they're asking questions, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the judge is like, where's the microphone? I go... What microphone, Your Honor? He's like, "You're talking." I go, "Yes." He couldn't. He couldn't believe how how loud I right, was. Right. Right. You know. So when I got up, I go, "Well, I'm a city bus driver. I see this all the time." I go, "It's basically monkey see, monkey do. The kids see the parents doing this, jaywalking, and think it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know. But at the same time, I see 
adults in cars or even especially young adults mm-hmm. you know driving who are on their phones and i think that was one of the things about the woman is that she was on her phone at the same time okay see now the being on her phone um that kind of levels the playing field that kind of negates the child jaywalking thing um for me because if if you are driving the speed limit mm-hmm within a mile or two over, you know, I, I, get, I, I get it, you know, nobody's exactly on the speed limit, you know, five miles over, five miles under, nobody's going to bat an eyelid at that. But if you're driving pretty close to the speed limit and paying attention to the road, chances are you're not going to hit a kid unless the kid comes out last second. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing is uh, that's what I was gonna say. Some of these kids are like the parents are just darting, you know. Right. Ba- I mean, sometimes we barely, you know. Oh yeah. We oh, get yeah. super close to hitting these, you oh, know, yeah. kids and adults, you know. And you see the parents, you know, grabbing their child's arm and dragging their child across the street, you know, mm-hmm. to get somewhere. And we're, you know. We're going thirty-five to forty-five miles per hour, and right. you know, for us, it'll be traumatic if we actually hit them. You know? Oh yeah, Cause, oh yeah. You know, both parent and child are just going to be splattered all over the place. Yeah, no, a, a human being for one of our buses isn't even a speed bump. I mean, it, yeah. it, it it's squished like grape. Yeah, you know, it, it just yep. it, it's not even a thing. And whereas it is a thing with the driver. I mean, when something like that happens, and I have never... We've had a few bus drivers hit a person. Yes. And I haven't met one that came away unscathed mentally. Like, Yeah. I mean, the only way they can come out of it is if they're just numb to it. Yeah. You know, they, they may have seen just about everything under the sun, you know, to where they're super numb, you know? And yeah, no, it's it's a sad, sad, scary thing. It's one thing I've seen plenty of adults who have taken their lives and whatnot, mm-hmm. and that's one thing. But you put a child into that, you know? Uh, yeah, it's a whole different thing. Like we, I had one, and this was this was a long time ago. Um, I had one where I was pulling up to Flamingo, roughly. And a guy came out in a wheelchair that, um, and he just like rolled out into the middle of the street, stopped his wheelchair, climbed out, and laid down in the middle of the road. Oh, wow. Like, he was attempting to commit suicide by car. Yeah. And, and I'm like, oh my God, what, what, you know, what, what takes you there? Yeah, you know, and then there's, those who are reckless, you know, who, right. you know, I've had where, because we have bus lanes here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, especially on Flamingo, like you were saying, I once had a couple, literally a husband and wife, both in wheelchairs. And right before I get to a certain uh, major intersection, mm-hmm. both of them are in the bus lane. Yeah. And I luckily... Uh, all, every single time I didn't have traffic on my left side and I had to swerve mm-hmm. around them. Yeah. The last time I, I it happened, I got out of my seat at the bus stop, 
let the people know, you know, it'll be a minute or two. And I walked to the back and I laid into them. Yeah. You know, it's just ridiculous that these people not only put their own lives, but... The lives of others. Not, you know, especially, you know, if I'm the sole breadwinner, Mm -hmm. you know, are they going to be paying me my salary for the rest of their lives? Right. You know, and how are they going to pay? You know, if they're if they're in, you know, in wheelchairs for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. and they're getting only a certain amount of money per month, you know, it's not going to make up for what I make in right. a month. Right. You know, now um, that kind of actually the, um, the psychological effects of things, the PTSD that comes from accidents like that. And now now for anybody that doesn't isn't aware, PTSD is not purely a military thing. Mm-hmm. PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder, and that means you have witnessed or been part of something that is truly traumatic in your life, and it has had a significant effect on your your mental health. Oh yeah. Um. But there's another thing coming to light now. Um. In the days coming out of the COVID. Um, oh yeah last thing. year it was really bad I uh, last year and then at the beginning of this year mm-hmm. you know dry I was driving a double decker on Decatur which is a super easy route for us right you know but in a matter of a month you know as I was turning in from uh, one street onto the other to I don't know if it was two juveniles or two adults who threw rocks at the the bus I was driving and mm-hmm. shattered the upstairs windshield. Damn. This happened on Christmas Eve. And well, and beyond that though, there's actually a new condition coming to light. Um reentry anxiety. And this is one this is part of the reason why uh the Brady Squirrel can't can't be with us right now mm-hmm. is even though she is vaccinated, we're both vaccinated. Oh yeah. You know, with the new CDC guidelines saying that we could actually just basically continue life as normal. Um, it's difficult for some people to reintegrate reintegrate into society. Yeah. And, like, the idea of leaving the house right now is still too difficult for her. Yeah. And... And, you know, we're dealing with it now. If, if anybody that does listen to this or you know anybody that has, is dealing with this, be patient. Be patient. You, you know, there are people that have issues like this that they can't control. This isn't something they chose. This isn't something they want. They want to go out. They want to be in the world that is. But And the problem is they, you know, when you come in contact with people, who has been vaccinated? Who hasn't? Who has? Who hasn't? Is, is that surface clean? Who's touched that over there? Who's, yeah. And every has it been clean within the last who knows how much time? Right. And oh, you know, man. you get into you know what uh, Howie Mandel has the um, germ. He's a germaphobe. Yes. And you know yeah. nowadays, that's basically what people are are becoming is germaphobes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I carry I carry three different freaking sanitizers with me at pretty much at all times. I have a bag, in my bag I have a spray sanitizer so that you know before this 
before I put all this away, it's gonna get sprayed down. Yeah. Um, and it's it's you know with me, I'm basically mentally a healthy person. Yeah. I, I I'm a I'm a well balanced individual. <laughs> I talked to my father uh, not long ago, and I I was telling him how I got vaccinated and whatnot, and he reminded me that. It was extremely rare that I ever, ever uh, didn't go to school. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that I had chicken pox in the third grade, mm-hmm. I basically did not miss a day of school. Right. You know, if it comes to having a cold or the flu, I triple dose on NyQuil or whatever, wrap myself up like a burrito, and sweat it all out. And within the 12 to 24 hours, I wake yep. up and I'm fully refreshed. Yeah, you know it's every five, four or five years I get the flu. About once a year, I usually get one really good sick that'll knock me down for a day or two, and then yeah, and I'm over it. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's about it. I mean, right. I, I've I've never had like severe. Surgeries where, or you know, massive broken bones, other than my pinky on my uh, left hand, where I broke the pinky and ripped off the nail from the base uh, while I was in basic training. Oh. Yeah. So my nail comes in at a certain angle, and you can see that right there. Compare oh, it to freakish. that right there, dude. You have a mutant nail. It's literally like, almost like if you were shooting off a rocket or something. You know, it's it's, it's an interesting angle. You have a mutant nail. Yeah, I, I basically broke this section. Ow. And, yeah, when my drill sergeant looked at my glove, because it was cold at that time, uh, he turned the glove inside out, and there was my nail. Ugh. Ugh. They put it in Damn. some, uh, uh, what is that, the the brown bottle, the uh, hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. They put my nail in it, and they're like, do you want it? I said, yes. <laughs> I still have it at home somewhere. And <laughs> you got to consider, this nail is 24 years old. I was going to say older than dirt. Basically. Yeah. But... You know, that's because you're getting to be older than dirt. Yeah, no shit. Oh, well, I'm after I, literally, after I turned 50, I got up two weeks later, and I nearly dislocated my hip. Then all of a sudden, a week later, my knee almost, you know, popped out of its uh, socket. I'm like, are you kidding me? What the hell? I, before this, I was okay. Now I'm going through all this? Dude, I snap, crackle. I'm only 46, and I snap, crackle, and pop no matter what I do. I get up into the seat of our buses, and I'm like, Man, it sounds like freaking Rice Krispies with your ear right up next to the bowl. It's it's bad. Like, the moment between 40 and 50, your body just starts going, yes, fuck you. But here's the here's the alternate, alternative part about turning 50. I don't know what the hell's going on, but all of a sudden... My second coming of a sexual peak has hit. And the, what's fucked up is... It's called a midlife crisis. No. No. <laughs> and what's fucked up is I have no woman in my life. 
What do you call Rosie Palmer? <laughs> uh, that's getting old. Literally. I actually... It's, it's just ridiculous. So, 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 ladies, if you're in the Vegas area, Suave Squirrel's <laughs> looking for a little uh, dip in the pool. <laughs> yeah, just hit it and quit it. That's it. If you're just looking for some fun, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, yeah, I... Turning 50, yeah. I love, I do not hide my age. You know, I'm proud of my age. But, oh, this is literally kicking my ass. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I get it. Because, you know, I I found out that I had scoliosis when I was 21, Mm -hmm. 22. Um, And scoliosis is basically, it's curvature of the spine. And basically... Since everything's attached to the spine, mm-hmm. it messes with everything. Mm. My my hips pop and crack on my meme. I've got one knee that's uh, weak because it doesn't get used the same, and one knee that, that's weak because it gets used too much. I, you know, uh, yeah. The random knots. You like you wake up in the morning, and your shoulders like, yeah, no, you're not gonna be lifting anything above, you know, your waist. Yeah. I used to be able to, when uh, I was married, my ex-wife loved to move a lot, almost once a year. Once the con- the lease was up, she loved to move. Oh, God. So, I was used to lifting the couch by myself. Right. You know, one-handed, you know. It's like, okay, I know what to do, how to do this. Boom, 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 boom. Now, it's where... Uh, you, you, you you consider the beer and pizza a worthwhile investment because you need help. Yes. And yes, that's my charge, beer and pizza. <laughs> but but no. not, not cheap beer, dude. I, I, I'm an expensive beer whore. Well, see, he, for me, I've been at my place for now five years. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah once the X was gone, I, I didn't have to move as much. Oh, dude, no. And, like, we've been at our current place for... Four years now. We've been in Vegas now for six, uh, or November will be six years. And and how long have you been driving? Huh? How long have you been driving now? Four, five, four years. Four years in July. Okay. Um, yeah, because that was about the time. Yeah, you moved to where you were at right now. Yeah, uh, I about a year after I started, we moved. Okay. Yeah. Um. And I, you know, I was raised in a military family. We moved every two to three years. Yeah. And I've gotten, I've stayed at places progressively longer since leaving home. Like, I I lived in Sacramento for eight years, lived in Hawaii for 11 years. And now we're six years into here. Um... And I'm looking at buying a house. Like we're, yeah. we're 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 not trying to move. Like not even in the same city if we don't have to. Yeah. Uh, and, and after we get the house, because it's just the the idea of setting down roots. And I know to anybody that was born and raised in the same damn city, it's like, oh, I hate this place. I want to yeah. get out of here. I'm like, you have no idea. I don't know or speak to anybody I went to school with. 
I still have. Uh, I have very few. But well, yeah, I've got a couple that went to the same school as me, but I really don't talk to them. Oh, I my where my parents live now. Uh, my neighbor across the street. Uh, I've known her for thirty six years. Mm-hmm. Come October, it'll be thirty six years. She's one of my best friends. Uh, I have another friend who I've known for also 36 years. My best male friend that I had growing up and his sister, I keep in touch with both of them. He doesn't have social media. She does. Mm -hmm. I have known them 45 years. Wow. uh, Their aunt taught uh, taught us uh, Mexican folklore dancing. Oh, I did that for uh, from the age of nine until I was twenty five. Damn, it was one of the greatest workouts. It was some of the best times I've ever Dude, had. You want to see an insane workout? You got to look up the stuff that they do for hula. Oh yes, dude. My niece was part of it at uh, at her high school. She she was oh okay they had they had a hula class in, in the high school. Uh, they had the yeah the Polynesian class, mm-hmm. and uh, each grade had to have a representative. And since she was one of the very few females, mm-hmm. but the others were too shy, mm-hmm. and oh she was good at it, dude. Like one of the exercises that that the halals in in Hawaii that I I. I've been told about this, and I'm like, no, 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 no. This broken old fucker here is not going to be doing this shit. They, they basically, they duck walk on a beach. Yes. Can you imagine trying to duck walk on sand? Oh hell no. I, I'd be breaking every bone in my foot up to my hip. And then my ass would break because I'd fall <laughs> flat on my ass. And, and I mean, I can't imagine duck walking on, on. This. Just regular ground, right? Now, now you you make it unstable. Loose, uh, you make it loose pack sand. Uh-huh. No, no. And these people, man, you their their thighs are bigger around than than my chest. I mean, they're <laughs> holy crap. And, and uh, that's just one of the exercises. Like, dude, it's it's insane. And they do things with their hips that you just like. You mean a hip can bend that way? Wow. Yeah. Okay, so we were just talking about the military real quick. And I used to be part of a company in Alabama. Okay, I was military police. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, even though it was a short time that I was there uh, in the military, uh, you know, I, I didn't ever want to f- forget it. Right. Well come to move to Vegas and of course at that time we I had to learn every route mm-hmm. north uh, north south east west and so one of the routes is called you know is the 209th right you know well the company I was with was called the 209th MP company one of my uh, buddies uh, who I no longer talk to because he thought that number 45's actions were okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that ended more than a few friendships. Yeah. Well, what is the two, uh, the 209 route? What is it called? 
209. I don't know because that's an MV route. That's the Owens route. Owens, okay. My battle buddy, his last name was Owens. Oh, God. It crosses with Bruce. His name was Bruce Owens. Oh, that's weird. So, coming, I'm like, okay, I can never forget this route. I will never forget this route right. or the company, you know, I was with. Right. So, uh, I'm going to actually put this, I want to uh, put this podcast on, because on the Facebook, it's the 209th MP company. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to, you know, I, my battle buddy, he was a good guy. You know, I, I didn't like his views, mm-hmm. you know, about certain right. things, but, you know, in retrospect, I will never forget him and the military company I was with. Right. You know, so, you know, if he ever hears this, hey, just so you know, uh, you know, oh, yeah. uh, we have our differences, but I still think of you. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, well, hopefully he gets a chance to hear it, you know. Yeah. You know, sorry about the political views. We try to stay away from pol- politics entirely on here, but. Yeah. It happens. It happens. And, you know, anybody that you, that served deserves at least that respect. Yeah. You know. You know, I wish I could have stayed in a lot longer. You know, back then, I, I still believe that, uh, you know, over the years, decades, you know, medical term, you know, medical procedures, you know, how to find certain things, what's wrong with your body wasn't developed as it was to as it is today you know uh so i think my diabetes was already in its uh beginning stages right and so i was gaining and losing weight like crazy and mm. they couldn't f- when i would go to the doctors overseas and here they couldn't understand why i was gaining weight i was doing so much physical uh training right you know, that they couldn't understand Right. And, of course, we just sat here and ate a big, fat, juicy <laughs> burger with some fries. Well, and, no, you, know. you had one burger, okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so <laughs> I get accused of eating like a fucking vacuum. I get told all the time by, by the bratty squirrel that, you know, did you breathe? When, when she's still eating her food and I, I'm already done. <laughs> well... <laughs> I'm eating my meal, and I go my normal pace, having a conversation. I finish off my burger. I finish off my fries. I look over there, and he has finished two burgers and two orders of fries. (laughs) First off, pig much? (laughs) Well, you got to remember the old saying in the military, you know, you can taste it after you burp it up. Right. And you got to eat fast because you never know what's going to happen. So you, you never know when your next meal is going to be. And and the, the bad part is I was raised in a military family, and that's why I do eat quick. Mm-hmm. You just blew the fucking doors off of my Trans Am with that Ferrari that just blew past my ass on the damn road. With, with <laughs> Well, you got to remember also, okay, I'm the oldest uh, of three brothers, okay? When my mom said, food's ready, you either come down and eat, or whatever's left over, that's what you're going to eat, or make yourself whatever. 
And we are not small. I am the shortest of my brothers, but I'm the oldest. I am five foot seven. That's what she said. He's the shortest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my youngest brother is about five ten, five eleven. Oh damn! Now I have a half brother also. Okay. My half brother and my middle brother are both six one. Yeah, and that's about my height. So you know, but half of a beard. And it's funny because my brothers will work out, and a lot of times they're like straight as a board. Mm-hmm. Where I work out. And I look like a damn bull, uh, bulldog. Right. You know, so, right. you know, but, yeah, we had to eat, you know. Otherwise, we'd have to either go make something or go buy something. Damn. And my mom, even though when my half-brother would come over, you know, there'd be six of us, she'd cook for 15 and all the food was gone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that's, that's teenage boys. That's teenage boys, period. I mean, my parents, it used to be when I was like 14 or 15 years old, I was real skinny, and I could put away an extra large pizza by myself. Yeah. And and I, I don't know where I packed it. I, prob- my, I probably had, like, my big toe probably weighed 50 pounds. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I just... <laughs> oh, God. Well, it, look at that. We have actually been sitting here for an hour, and... Uh, so that we don't get booted out of here by the by the awesome wait staff here at Denny's. Um, they've I'm, been pretty co- cool about they, everything. They've been pretty damn cool. Yeah, anyway, it's, it's not too busy in here, so that's probably why we're we've been able to stay in here a little we, longer. We did get lucky with that one. I am going to go ahead and hit our wonderful theme music down here. Uh, let's get some pork and turtles, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, thank you for listening to this world tangent. All of your major streaming services. I do have another podcast called The Wheel of What, where I'm talking about a brand new. Uh, I'm talking about an old book series that's about to be made into a brand new TV series for The Wheel of Time. Give us a listen on that one if you like what you've heard. Please check us out on. Uh, oh God, Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> Twitter. We're on all of it. MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Thank you so much. Oh, and if you really like us, hit us up on patreon.com slash the squirrel tangent. Give us a couple bucks a month, and, and we'll get your name mentioned on an episode. Adios. Aloha. Bye-bye. Bye, Karen.